You're listening to the Cash Valley Insider, conversations with founders, leaders, and creators about why they live, work, and play in Cash Valley, Utah. The Cash Valley Insider is a production of the Cash Valley Chamber of Commerce. Become a chamber member and learn more at cashchamber.com. It's great to be with you guys. My name is Justin Anthony, service senator, Mike Lee's business outreach director. Um, more specifically, that, that means I serve as the liaison between the business community and the senator. Most of the time when we're not in COVID, I spend uh, most of the year traveling around the state to all 29 counties, meeting with businesses, chambers of commerce, economic development departments, uh, seeking industry feedback on legislation that we're running, that we're supporting, or that we're, we're opposing. Um, so work very closely with the chambers of commerce to, to help me be my eyes and ears on the ground as it's tough to be, especially in Utah and all 29 counties at, at once. And so you guys just have, I'm sure you guys all know this, have a great chamber and Jamie and Vicki are, are just fantastic. And so really appreciate all you guys do for the community. Real quick, just wanted to run through uh, Senator Lee's committee assignments. We did have a minor change this year um, of an addition of a committee, then run through four bills that I thought you guys would, would be interested in, and then give you just a quick uh, rundown on, on kind of the state of play in D.C. and and what this week and the, and the coming days will look like. Um, so as far as, as committee assignments, uh, we, uh, we keep our Judiciary Committee assignment um, with the Senate going to, to the Democratic side. Uh, we will no longer be um, chair of the Antitrust Committee. That will go to, we will go to ranking member of the Antitrust Committee, but still sitting there on that subcommittee. Um, we're also on the Department of Co- or the Commerce Committee the Energy and Natural Resource Committee, Joint Economic Committee, which is a bicameral committee, meaning there's both House and Senate members on that committee. Think of this committee as being a research arm or think tank of Congress. Uh, They study things like the opioid crisis, like the effects social media have um, on on the community, um, housing prices, things like that. Um, So we we will serve as the vice chair of that committee uh, now that the the House will be in charge of that committee. Uh, Then the new one this year, and um, we have not been on this committee before, but it's the Special Committee on Aging. Uh, So Senator Scott had had reached out to Senator Lee asking him to sit on the committee. And while we hadn't sat there before, thought it would be a a great uh, committee to sit on, especially with with the uh, increasing aging population we have in specific counties. Uh, here within the state. So we're really excited about that, excited to get to work there. Uh, in terms of uh, the bills that I wanted to bring up, uh, first and foremost, uh, and, and if you guys have followed Senator Lee's political career, um, this will be no surprise to you, but introduce the the balanced budget amendment, which does exactly what it sounds like. Um, and it's basically saying Congress has to pass a balanced budget every year. Um, it's been a long time since we passed a balanced budget. Uh, we continue to go on continuing resolutions and omnibus spending bills. Um, and frankly, it's not a good way to, to budget. It's not a good way to run government. And especially when you're 20, just on the cusp of being $28 trillion in debt. Um, so again, cities have to do this. Counties have to do this. States have to do this. Businesses have to do it. Individuals have to do it. Senator Lee doesn't believe that the federal government should be exempt uh, from balancing a, a budget. So we will continue to, to push for that. Um, this one is, is a new bill. We introduced it first last December um, and, and just introduced it again last week. Um, and bear with me, the, the name of it is long. It's the Promoting Responsibility Over Moderation in Social Media Environment, so the Promise Act. 
Uh, so we've, we've seen quite a bit of discussion. And if you guys have followed the committee schedules within Congress uh, regarding the political bias that, that exists within the social media platforms. And so with Senator Lee sitting on the Judiciary Committee and the Commerce Committee, anything involving social media, involving tech, um, involving privacy, um, all of those issues go within one of those two committees, if not both. And so what this bill does is it's basically holding big tech accountable and saying, and really holding to their promise of saying, okay, if you're saying that there's no political bias, then, then prove to it and, and stay true to it. And so this would require those companies to disclose information about their policies relating to categories and information that they don't allow on that platform, how they moderate that content, um, as well as the notification process and rationale if a post is pulled down from those specific platforms. And so again, with Senator Lee sitting on the antitrust subcommittee uh, within the Judiciary Committee, he laid out his, his priorities within that subcommittee uh, probably about two, three weeks ago. Um, and big tech re remained a, a, uh, a big priority for the Senator on that. Uh, I presented on this one last, uh, last year when I presented uh, in person, which was great to, uh, when we were at Bridgewood Tech. Um, but we're about to introduce it again here on March, uh, March 10th, I believe. Don't quote me on the date, but pretty sure about March 10th. Um, this one's the Global Trade and Accountability Act. Um, this is essentially saying that the president should not be able to unilaterally enact tariffs. Um, so we saw this in the, in the last administration where the unilateral action um, on the, the tariffs on Chinese goods um, kind of sent the business community uh, into a bit of a tailspin. Um, and there was a lot of uncertainty that that was associated with one individual being able to dictate what tariffs and, and what percentage uh, tariffs were put on goods. We believe that this needs to be done through Congress and that all 100 members of the Senate should be able to weigh in on these policies and say whether, you know, yes, this is good policy or no, we should not put in these tariffs. Um, again, we're not saying that something shouldn't have been done with China because, frankly, it should. We just believe that that action should be done within Congress where it gives uh, more people a say at that point. Um, there is still a national security clause in there. I know a big question we get is what if there something happens in the, in the middle of the night and all of a sudden we need to put tariffs in place or put sanctions in place? That provision is still in there. The difference is it sunsets them. And so they get a 30 to 60 days of saying, OK, this is national security. But then if Congress doesn't pass it, if they don't vote to, to continue those, then they, they go away. Um, so again, that timeline's still being debated, but again, the, the crux of the bill is the president should not have the unilateral uh, power to implement tariffs. Uh, final one that I'll touch on uh, before I talk about real quick, and I'm watching time because Jamie and, has done such a great job getting us out at 8.30, so I'm, I'm watching the time, um, is the PURE Act, which is actually a bill that both Senator Lee and Senator Romney um, jointly introduced. And uh, very simple, and again, if you followed Senator Lee's career, that this bill should come as no surprise, um, but it prohibits the president from um, establish or extending a national monument in Utah unless there's congressional approval as well as state uh, approval from the state legislature. Um, certain states, Alaska and, Hawaii, Alaska and Wyoming, that have uh, exemptions from the Antiquities Act, um, this is basically extending that um, that. Uh, exemption to Utah as well. Um, we've seen, and, and Bears Ears would be a, a perfect example where it is 
quite frankly, turned into a political football. Um, and when it seems like the Republicans in office that the monument gets shrunk and when a Democrat comes back to office, um, it grows. And so this is basically taking away the, the political football and, and making sound policy. Um, in terms of what's going on in DC, uh, I'm sure you guys have seen uh, the House passed the most recent COVID uh, relief bill last week. Um, it is now in the Senate. Uh, we will be entering into what's called a votorama here within the, the next few days, um, possibly as soon as today or tomorrow. Um, votorama is simply you have a ton of votes coming at you very quickly and members are voting yes or no on them. Um, the interesting part with, with how this COVID um, bill has gone about is gone through budget reconciliation process, which uh, not to bore you with the details, but essentially takes away the filibuster. So rather than needing 60 votes, uh, you only need 51 votes to, to pass this um, with the Senate being split at 50-50. In theory, if all the Democrats vote for it, uh, Vice President Harris would be the uh, tie-breaking vote on that. Um, but Votorama is, is, a, is a great time if you have amendments uh, that you want to be included in the bill. Um, to, to offer them uh, and get a floor vote on them. The, we, I will be very upfront. We have uh, some very big concerns with, with how this bill is being rolled forward. Um, one, the overall price tag of $1.9 trillion is extremely concerning. As I mentioned, we're already on the cusp of being $28 trillion in debt. Another $1.9 trillion uh, is getting us uh, scary close to, to $30 trillion in debt. Um, the other concern we have is when you look at the bill, not everything within the bill, and in fact, a small portion of that bill is only COVID. The rest is kind of a wish list bill, um, which is frustrating to see. Um, and the final thing that, that has us probably the most concerned out of all of that is when we passed the relief bill back in December, there is still a trillion dollars of that bill that has not been spent. And so our idea is why are we spending $1.9 trillion when we still have a trillion dollars that's already been allocated to spend from the, from the bill back in December. And so definitely, uh, definitely some concerns there, but we'll continue to communicate uh, through Jamie and through Vicki and through Emily as we get details of this bill to make sure that you guys are, are getting that bill because a lot can change within uh, Votorama. And obviously we're a bit restricted in terms of um, you know, if we pass something different than the House, it's got to go back to the House, uh, but definitely want to be open and transparent with you guys and communicate with that. So it's 828. I finished before 830. I promise I'd be done before 830. But if you guys have any questions, feel free to um, feel free to ask me, feel free to put them in the chat. Um, also, feel free to email me. I'll put my email in there uh, now, but appreciate you guys uh, taking the time and, and giving me some time to speak this morning. Thank you, everyone, for participating in the in our legislative affairs uh, meetings this session um, you know it's been kind of a tough past year but utah's coming out strong so we appreciate you and, and your part in that thanks for listening to the cash valley insider for more conversations listen and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify or wherever podcasts are found